It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I want to thank each one of our listeners today, as I am grateful for each one of you. And you are in for a treat today, as we have our monthly returning diva with us, Deb Matlock. And we are going to do a sequel today to what we talked about last month on animal and nature communication. Oh, I am just really excited to do this sequel. Deb, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I am as well excited for this uh, this conversation. Yeah, my name is Deb Matlock, and I live in Colorado. And the work that I do focuses on the sacred connection between people and the earth and the animals and the world of spirit where we, where we live each and every day. And I have a small business called Wild Rhythms, and um, the heart of that business is actually animal and nature communication, so I'm really looking forward to chatting more about this topic. Oh, oh yes, uh, me too. That makes two of us. Well, and speaking of your Wild Rhythms site, that just goes along with one of the statements on there, nature-based. Empowered Spirituality, Serving You and the Larger Whole. Wow, that is just beautiful. I love that. (laughs) And when you talk about sacred spirituality, how does that fit into animal and nature communication? Yeah, I, I think it, for me, it fits in because when I think of what is sacred, I think of life and I think of connections and relationships and, and that bigger mystery of, of, of which, you know, we each have the, the honor of being a part as we're here on earth. And that mystery is full of, of humans and our connections with humans, but it's also full of this incredible natural world and all the wild beings and the animals we live with. And so to me, it's, it's like having... The, opening my mind to the possibility of a dialogue or an engagement with other beings that are not human spans that mystery and expands that, that sense of just how amazing life is and how we can be different species living very different lives in the same place, but yet we have so much in common and we have so much that we need each other for and so much that we can, can share with each other. And it's, it's such a beautiful reciprocity. Oh, yes. Oh, what a beautiful way to describe it. And yes, there are, we are all so different, but how we so desperately need each other to survive and live a full, complete life. That is so beautiful. I'm living under one sky, just like I'm looking out the window now and I'm seeing the beautiful green that is out there. We're kind of on a drizzly day, but yet the deep, rich green and how the moistures bring it to the earth and bring about that deep, rich green and how we need all that to just make 
the whole life complete so the birds can be out there singing and having food to eat out there and just everything. It just It's all like a full circle, and we all live under the same sky. Oh, I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that circle just includes all, all of us. And and of course we can communicate in, in various ways with each other. I mean, what, that only makes sense, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it totally does. It totally does. Well, how do you feel are some of the ways that people uh, that you have seen they communicate through nature? Like what I was just saying about the greenness out there in the trees and the grass. How do you feel we can really relate to that and communicate with it to enrich our lives with it? Yeah, I think there are so many different ways. I think communication is one of those words that, on the one hand, it means exchanging information or having a dialogue with another, you know, but Mm -hmm. on on some deeper levels, I think communication can go so beyond uh, sitting and having a, a cup of coffee and talking. You know, we hear, even with humans, we hear that, I've heard different numbers, that, you know, 90-something percent of our communication with each other is actually nonverbal. And it happens with our body language and the tone of our voice and the energy that we're putting off and all of those things. And so when we talk about communicating across species lines, I think we can really realize the potential is endless and the, and the ways that we can do that. Are, are so varied. I mean, some people, I think, you know, have a telepathic experience where they're hearing sounds, you know, messages where they're sending, where they're saying things out loud. And other people, it's it's kind of what they feel in their body. You know, they, they come up to a, for example, a dog, and they, they can sort of feel so deeply what that dog is, is feeling and sharing. And I think for others, it's it's about looking at the larger story. What does the land communicate to us, for example, uh, to use what you were saying earlier about the green. Well, the land is telling the story that, hey, I've had enough water this year to be able to really burst out and become deeply green and to bloom and to do all these things. And so sometimes the communication can happen on a very practical level, just saying, you know, what story can I learn from this landscape or this animal right now just by, by looking around and being here. And, you know, I live in Colorado, and in the West, we have a lot of stories in the land as well. Just you can see burn scars and places where the wind has knocked trees down. And all of these things are stories, and it's a communication of sorts. And it it allows us to sort of understand what's been going on and and then see ourselves in that, in that bigger story. Yes, yes. Oh, my. How well you described that. I love that. And it brings brings into mind, too, when you say about stories, like the animals seem to have paths like through the pastures that they follow. The other day we were working on some fence and I was kind of trying to get through some trees and I found the path that they follow. And I'm like, this kind of tells a story because it tells how the animals go to the creek and go under the trees for shade. They have their paths, and you can you can find them because they pretty well, those are the ones they travel the most. Kind of like our roads, they have their paths in the pastures and different places that have stories to tell for them. So, yes, I love oh, that. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and those kind of signs of animals, like finding the paths and all, it also tells us the story of who's there. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, I've seen similar the the paths that the, like the rabbits will make through the fields around my house, and 
you know, it, it just tells me, oh, wow, there's a lot of activity or this location is really a hot spot. You know, this must be the the, the best restaurant <laughs> in town over here, you know, where you can see the coyote scat and all the things. And, um, and so I think that's what it's important to think about when we talk about animal and nature communication is that, it can be the the telepathic where we're talking spirit to spirit or we're sending images to each other, but it can also be these other beautiful stories that are are very accessible and it just requires us to open our eyes and our senses a little bit and be aware of, of all the life around us. And it's amazing. It's amazing what we what we find when we do that. It is. It is totally amazing. It just even out there we don't the cattle weren't in there yet, and there were a lot of different spaces I'd come across where the grass was all laid down. And there was a lot of deer tracks, and I just kind of thought, well, this is where some of the deer must have bedded down for the night. This seemed to be, it wasn't far from the creek, and it was a nice, quiet place for them, but you could always tell by the grass. And I'm like, oh, the stories that this pastor can tell you by just, just observing the little things that are out there in it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and and I think you know the, the more that that I know for myself, the more I observe and the more I see how other beings are living, uh, the more I see that that we're humans are we're just one being on this planet of of so many. All of us doing our daily jobs, you know, the rabbits running from the creek to the rock and back, and you know whatever whatever we're each doing, and we have our reasons for doing it. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me that my reasons are not necessarily more important to me than that rabbit's reasons are to her, you know, or the deer that you just talked about, you know. Um, and I think it's good it's good perspective taking. And to me, that's part of the sacredness of it. I think, yes. you know, when I think of, of that sacred lens, it's how do we allow ourselves to take the perspective of others so that we can find the compassion and the empathy within our own hearts to to live to live here with all these beings. Yes, and and to appreciate each other, I think, I feel, because, I mean, we have to appreciate those deer that are out there that are bedding down and the rabbits that you see and the different birds that are flying around and just just know that they are all play their part in making our lives whole, just like we we somehow play parts in theirs too. There's a lot of farm ground around here, and a lot of the deer and stuff are eating from there also as well as well as the green grasses. So yes, it's all it all goes in a full circle. <laughs> yeah, we all have roles to play. Exactly. Yes, definitely. Well, and it it reminds me so with I have two little orphan kitties, and they are. They are just so playful. They were out last night with me while I was, they start to venture from the barn and they come out to play like, can we go look over here? And they're real cautious when they come. And it is just so cute to watch them, how they adapt to their environment and are looking around and seeing what's happening around them. And it's just amazing. It's amazing how they get around like that. And even the little baby calves, I mean, how they they go exploring. And it, I love to just watch the animals. They are just so fascinating to me. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, I I can completely relate. And one of the things I love about that is that there's so much similarity. You know, I've seen human babies come out, you know, crawl into a new space, and the first thing they do is looking around, and, you know, just like what you described from those kittens. And and I just love that. That 
that is also such a sacred connection. I mean, we are so we are so similar on this earth. Yes, yes, we are. We are. Oh, I see it so much. I see so many things that are just similarity, whether it's human or whether it's the animals. They there's so much similarity, and even even in the mothering abilities, it would just brings back another story of a cow that just had a calf, and she walked over to it that evening and nudged on it, and then went and laid down a little ways in front of it. And pretty soon, the calf gets up, walks beside it, and goes lays down right in front of mom. Just like Aww. this is my safe place for the night. Now I'm good. And I thought, oh. <laughs> It's just like a human mother rocking her baby or something. They're, they have their ways that they tell each other that they're going to be there for each other during the nighttime. So, yes, very similar similar similarities in each of us, I feel. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and those stories, I mean, the communication, like you getting that story from the mother and the calf, you know, that's that to me is a form of communication. You know that oh, yeah. that observation and your understanding of it. Um, of course, you know. Of course, it's a communication. Yes, yes, because it was. I mean, it was just like you could you could see it in both of them that they they knew that's where they needed to be was beside each other. She knew she needed to be with her baby for the night, and it was like, I want to be a little closer, Mom. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I I animals are just my life. I mean, I have so many stories with them, with those two little orphan kitties. We have a little, a cat that took them as a surrogate mother. And it is so cute after they eat. Then she cleans them up. She has to lick their face just like a mother would wipe a child, a baby's face off from eating. It is just adorable. (laughs) Oh, and how precious that she took them in. And, you know, um, again, what a beautiful story she's sharing. You know, what a and something that we can relate to, you know, people having that compassion. It, she's, I, oh, that just makes my heart happy to hear that. Yes, yes. It, uh, she is an incredible little cat, and she's pretty small, and she just loves them little kitties like they're her own, and it's just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Animals are, they are just incredible. The the way they uh react and how they do things it is it is just amazing when you just take the time to watch them tell you so much in so many ways i feel they they bring so much uh so much to my soul they just enlighten it in so many ways and do you experience that with animals and nature also that they they help enrich our souls and make us a a deeper and better person? Oh, without question. I, I actually, I have no idea who I would even be without the animals in my life and my, my time, mm-hmm. you know, connecting with the natural world and spending a lot of time outdoors. And I think it's, um, you know, it's it's something that, you know, it's there's so much miracle and marvel out there and so much beauty and so much connection and so much humbling you know, I've grown up in Colorado, and I have stood at the base of of fourteen thousand foot mountains, and and realized how just tiny I was as a human. You know, and and here I am with all my human drama and all the things I've got going on, and 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 I stand there and look up at this mountain with this raging river and all this, and go, oh, 
I'm just not all that. I really, I'm, you know, <laughs> it's, it's so good. I think for I know for my soul, it just was good to be reminded, and also it takes some pressure off of 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 like, wow, I have to do, I have to strive, I have to, and also I have to remember that this is this is finite and life is finite and it's precious. And that's something else I feel like the stories that I've I've learned from the natural world and the animals in my life is that life is a give and take. And we do need each other and life does require taking life, you know. Um, And living with animals, their lifespans, you know, are are so much shorter than humans. I mean, I've I've lost so many dear companion animals in my lifetime and I'll I'll lose many more unless my time is sooner than I think it is. Um, (laughs) And all of that is so it's so I think important for the for our souls just to locate ourselves in this mystery. Yes. Yes. Oh. And not oh, at the top I, of it, I, but in it. <laughs> right in right in the middle of it. To me we're yeah. we're not one is above the other in my feelings. Yeah. We're all we're all mutual is like what I would call it. And we all play that part to help one another. Oh, that is that is so beautiful. Well, when you talked about, yes, you've lost a lot of animals in your life, and I can totally relate to that. Do you feel their spirits are with you or coming through another animal to you at some times that they communicate that way to you, even though they have crossed over? Oh, my gosh, I really do. And and I've heard so many stories from other people that I, you know, of, of dreams that just felt much more real and tangible than the average dream, you know, where their their beloved cat or dog or horse or whoever has come to visit and um you know, are people sensing their their the spirit of their, their lost companion and um are seeing flashes of images and you know, I I've heard so many stories over the years and they're often followed by people saying, Well, but I know I'm making that up or oh I'm sure it was just a dream and, and, and I have to say well Maybe it's not. What if we open ourselves up to the idea that the spirit communication can continue beyond the physical form and mm-hmm. that our time together as as whatever person and dog or whatever, you know, configuration was this <laughs> finite little little dance, you know, it, it was like two friends having dinner together, but really the spirit connection is eternal. You know, and I I I think that is something that, you know, we if we let ourselves be open and not have expectations of what it should look like, and let ourselves be surprised, I think we can really find that that communication absolutely exists. And I also think coming in the bodies of other animals, and I have one example. um, I lost a very beloved cat. This was probably about 10 years ago now. And I was just grief-stricken. And, you know, it was very sudden. It was a quick cancer. It wasn't like I had any kind of time to plan or anticipate, you know. And... um, this cat loved to chase the hose. I would I would play the hose and the cat would just go splash in the water and like chase around the hose and, and it was a fun little game that we did ever since he was a kitten. And one of my other cats who never cared about the hose ever, I have this little outdoor cat enclosure space and we were out there and I was watering flowers and this little cat who never cared about the hose came over and got the exact expression on his face and started playing exactly the same way as my cat who had died about two or three weeks earlier. Oh. And I'm, my heart just stopped. I thought, oh, my gosh, is is Lennon visiting? 
And so we played hose and we had all kinds of fun. And, and then I went out a couple of days later and I tried to get him to play hose again. And he was like, why would I play hose? I don't play that game. That's <laughs> and so in that moment, I have no other explanation, not a single one. Because never again did that cat who was left on earth give one iota of a care about that darn hose. Oh, but in that goodness. moment, in that moment, I think it was a, a visit. Oh yes, yes. Oh, I, I. That just brought. Oh wow, that just touched my heart because I can just. That is definitely a visit from that past cat. There is just no doubt in my mind. Too. Oh, that is a beautiful, beautiful story. I love that because. I so much what you said, spirits are eternal. These animals live in our hearts forever. So their spirits are always with us. So I truly feel too. I mean, there's been so many times I have felt that even my little red healer, one of my past dogs that I lost, I had a little blue boy, a Australian shepherd, and I loved that dog so much, and he got run over me. And it was just, it was, yeah. I was a mess. I was a wreck for a while over him because he was just so precious to me. But I feel I feel him coming through different ways sometimes, even through my little red humor. So yes, I can. I totally believe that too. Oh, it's so good to hear you say it too because I thought, do I really feel these feelings or uh, is it just my imagination? <laughs> and I think that's the natural place where most of us go because I'll do the same thing even. And I hear so many people say the same thing, and that's one thing I would just encourage listeners to consider is, well, what if I didn't immediately decide that whatever it was is my imagination? Yeah. What okay. if I just let myself entertain the idea that maybe it wasn't? You know, there's no harm. It's not like I'm going to yeah. hurt anybody if I think that my cat was visiting me through another cat's body. And, you know, uh-huh. and it does for my soul to honor that experience is I, I can't even put words around it. And to not just poo-poo it and degrade it and deny it. You know, that is part of that sacredness, too, is is letting that expansion in our souls and our hearts, you know, continue to to balloon and grow as as we have experiences in our time on Earth. Um, Oh, well, I agree. I mean, for me, it helps me become a, feel more fulfilled, a more deeper person, and being able to go into my go inside and see go inside my soul and feel those feelings from those past animals that I feel so many times come through mine. I have a horse that uh, she's a mare, and I lost a 34-year-old gilding. That was just he was he was definitely a, a true treasure. He was another part of our horse family, and so many times I see him and her because she is. Very much, uh, oh, sometimes I want attention, sometimes I don't, and that was him. He, <laughs> he gave tension little bits at a time, and that's kind of how she is. So I'm like, oh, my, she just, he kind of flows through her. And it's it's just beautiful to experience that and, like you said, to acknowledge it and honor that because I feel those spirits are out there with us and to honor those spirits from our past animals. I love that. That's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I think even if people aren't sensing those feelings, but if they feel like they want to just have a conversation with their their animal companion, I would just say go for it. There's no harm in it. Yes. And and maybe they're they're hearing us, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yes. 
I, I, to me, they're always listening. They're always yeah. right there beside us, guiding us and helping us through times when we're like, which, which direction do we go? What do we do? <laughs> they're, they're looking over us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're kind of our spirit guides in some way is how I would put mine. They kind of guide me through sometimes. And even my my little red healer, I know he, his spirit's with me in heart all the time, whether he's beside me or wherever he is. And uh, now do you feel, that kind of brings another thought to my mind, do you feel we can communicate with our animals even when maybe we're away from them, if we're on a vacation or if we're even outdoors and they're indoors, do you feel that we can relate to them in different ways that way? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we can send heart love to them. I think we can comfort them. I think we can tell them where we are. You know, mm-hmm. I have a story. I have a, I had a cat. She was probably in her teens at the time. Um, and she... Uh, I. I was usually around and I, I needed to go. I was gone for about a week. I took her to my parents' house and um, she she just stopped eating. She was very upset, you know, and it was, oh, okay, man. I'm not usually gone this long. I can see my mom calls in a panic. Oh, my gosh, you know, Lucy's not eating. And she's like, I'm trying everything. And so I laid down in the hotel room on the bed where I was and I closed my eyes and I pictured her and I started telling her where I was. I started sending images to her in my mind of her eating, right. her seeing a plate in mm-hmm. front of her and her eating it. I was telling her I'll be back in about another week. You know, this is a longer trip than usual, and I'm really sorry, but I'm not gone. And I did that for, I don't know how long, maybe close to an hour. I mean, I was, you know, it was like the next step was to go to the vet and get appetite stimulants or something. And right. my mom called about three hours later and said, guess who's eating? Now, oh. can I prove that that was because I did that in a hotel room across the country? Of course I cannot. Uh-huh. You know, it might be right. that she just got hungry, but I also can't remove the possibility that those were not correlated events because of the timing right. of all of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so oh, now definitely. I do that all the time when I travel. I, I'm always trying to connect with my animals, tell them where I am, what's going on. You know, I just learned, I thought, okay, well, let's just let's be pro- proactive next time. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if I had done that before I left, would she not have decided to go on a hunger strike? You know, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh wow, that is that is a great experience that you have experienced by doing that. Oh wow, that was a beautiful story. I love that, um, Deb. I cannot believe how quickly this oh time God. has gone for us again. <laughs> My goodness, this was our sequel. I think we could do a sequel after a sequel on this. This is just amazing. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it either. I, I thought, wow, we must have another 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Well, what are what are some final tips that you would like to leave with our listeners today from what we have chatted about? I think you know, one tip might be to sort of ask ask yourselves what communication is, what it means to you. You know, how would you define it? And then just start looking for stories. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be um, a clear communication. Maybe it is, but just being where you are in the world, wherever that is, and looking around you, looking for stories from the animals, from the land, from the sky. Just what what are what are you hearing in communication? You know, what kind of communication is happening just by being more observant and just letting that uh-huh. letting that kind of filter through you and then keeping track of those experiences. Just jot them down somewhere. 
and start tracking what those experiences are. Um, oh, I love that because I, I started that last month, starting to journal some of the experiences. And, oh, it's so it's so awesome to go back and look at them. And they just become fresh in your mind again when you have them journaled down and you can uh, refresh your memory with them. That is, that is such a great tip to leave with our listeners. I love that one. And I'm going to continue to do it because I think it's awesome. <laughs> You know, I do it too. It just it helps us learn how we how we interact with the world around us when we see our own patterns mm-hmm. emerging, and yes. and what are the yes. ways that we we have experiences. It it just helps us know how do we keep having those experiences. Exactly. Oh yeah, it is just beautiful. I was just reading through them today, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I love this. I'm going to continue this. This is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Well, Deb, I want to thank you so much again. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have to do another sequel later on about this animal and nature communication because I had a bunch of notes again that I we didn't even I didn't have time for. So and I'm sure you did too. There's so many things we can talk about through this. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I I think we should we should definitely do that again at some point. It's a it's a really rich conversation. Um, yes, it's yes. it's a fun one. Yes, it is. It is a great one. Well, like I said, I want to thank you again so much, Deb, for being my monthly guest. This is just incredible. <laughs> oh, it's my honor. I, I'm I'm tickled to do it, and I so appreciate the invitation. And I very much look forward to the next one. Oh, yes. Well, you are so welcome, and that makes two of us looking forward to the one in August. Definitely. <laughs> so. I also want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this incredible monthly interview with our amazing diva, Deb Matlock. And be sure to mark your calendars because we will be interviewing Deb again in August. And be sure to check out all the hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com and share this interview with all of your family and friends. And be sure to be kind to all. Give your animals an extra hug today and share your love with them. Go out and enjoy nature and your animals a little extra today. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.